You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Yo. Hi. I'm I'm Carmen. I'm your reader. Tyler. I'm Gordy. If you don't go first, everybody gets confused. Ed throws off the whole mojo. I just don't want my voice to be the first thing they have to hear every time. Yeah, but you have to introduce yourself first. It's not. It's mine. Um, And then music. That's true. I carry that burden. Well, you carry it. On my very capable shoulders. (laughs) Strapping, even. Most say. And the ones who don't, fuck them. Get crushed. (laughs) By your oversized shoulders. That's true. I just grind them between the blades. <laughs> you have to have a code. Um, this is a show about folklore. Mm-hmm. And what we do every week for the past 64 weeks, including well, past including this one, 63 weeks, and then this one, which yeah. is 64, uh-huh. is Carmen's going to read a fairy tale to Tyler and I, one that we haven't heard before, and one which... Reaches kind of into the lower, darker depths of folklore's offerings. Because we're not so much concerned with Beauty and the Beast or Little Red Riding Hood. Because all those are, those are dry minds. Those have been picked over already. They have been focus grouped to oblivion. Those are, those are tourist destinations. Absolutely. We we're, go... We're looking for the holes in the wall. We go into the wild. We're out in the bush of literature, hunting down the weird and crazy and strange ones. And we're going to listen to one, and we're going to make it all make sense. We're going to diagnose it. We're looking for the restaurants that got, like, C-minus max. At the most. On their report. And just sell unidentified animal organs. Yeah. That's where I want to eat. Or not even not even regulated ones. These are places the FDA can't even touch because it's folklore and that's not their thing. Right. So what do you got tonight? Uh, tonight I'm going to give you guys three options just to sort of narrow our choices down. Sure. A little bit. It's worked so far. Is there a full veto process where we can get more options? Can we unlock more options? I'm going to vote no on up, that up. one. Down, down. <laughs> left, right, left, right. BA start? Anything? Uh, the screen is just unicorns now. Oh shit. <laughs> we broke it. Yeah, I am trying to spread out our storytelling across the world so that no one country or group of people gets too mad at us. <laughs> at any given time. So we did Eastern Europe, an Eastern European tale last week. So all of Eastern Europe is. It's just locked off. It's free for a little while from our influence. <laughs> You're just watching bars go up and down (laughs) of anger levels. It's looking a little toasty over here. Let's scoot over to another part of the world. Hide out in Asia for a little bit. Yeah, we'll let them cool down. So what what are our choices? Well, our first one comes from uh, the Upper Skagit country in Washington State in America. And it's called The Witch and Her Four Sons. It has some promise to it. Our second one, we have the French tale, Drake's Tale, on the docket again. We haven't been to France in a while, and I don't think we've ever been to France without Delnois' influence. Meaty hooks. Yeah. That she has in place of hands. Yeah. Her gnarled, gristly claws. (laughs) 
Or we could head to Denmark and read Peter Bull. B-U-L-L? B-U-L-L. We're going to ask that every time. Yeah. Tell me about the first one. Five words. And are not the first five words. Encapsulate the heart of this story. We need a hashtag. Toenail knife. Good start. (laughs) Like that. Handsome men. Yep. Speaking my language. (laughs) Like that in conjunction with the first two words. Short. It's kind of a short one. Uh, Well, we're really into this toenail knife. I can entertain some others. I mean, I'm just going to keep putting off those other two because they remain uninteresting <laughs> well, from, <laughs> from week title, to week. Yeah. So let's do this one. Do you want like? <laughs> do you want words on those two? Nope. <laughs> All right. I uh, well, I had kind of executive authority in the last one, so I'm I'm not going to fight it. You also don't want five words on any of these other ones. You said toenail knife. And I chose the last one really fast, so I feel like I should step down. Are we doing the short toenail knife story? Handsome men. Picking away at their toes. That's how I want to spend my night. And they have a witch for a mom. Probably. Probably. Alright. We can do toenail knife. Alright, so this one doesn't have a ton of information about it. No hot scoops. Not really. Um, Just basically the same thing. I already know... Which is, I got it from this book called Longhouse Legends, which was published in the 1960s. And as best I can tell from coming through the Arne Thompson database, this one is type 311, Rescue by the Sister. Alright. Lots of super exciting information. If any of our fans happen to know a little bit more about this area and their folklore, please let us know. Because the internet doesn't care. It's like my draft of Star Wars 7. That would have been the Arne Thompson type. Rescue by the sister? Yeah, that was how it started. Can't tell you any more than that. But <laughs> they might use it still. Other than J.J. Abrams was not interested. Seemed to have his own ideas, despite a manuscript having existed for, <laughs> I don't know, 20 years. Illustrated? Yeah, there were pictures. It was, it was done for him, pretty much. But whatever, that's fine. <laughs> we'll read this one. No grudges. Yeah, we'll just read this folktale that's existed for even longer. It will just haunt me. You can tell us how close it is to your your vision. Ready? Yeah. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Once upon a time, many miles away from any village, there lived an old witch named Hoibuska Disha. She was not an ordinary witch. In addition to her evil powers, she had a long toenail shaped like a knife that was so sharp she could cut down a sapling with a mere twitch of her toe. Hmm. That's not the direction I thought <laughs> that was going to take. Just yeah. the one? Yeah, just one. Which one? Big? I'm assuming, yeah, big toe. Left, right. Was it the big toe on raptors that was? Or was I it think so. that's what I was thinking. She's just got a big old raptor claw. <laughs> I'm going to assume right since... The majority of people are right dominant. Kind of knife. Like a dirk? She got a dirk toe? I'm imagining it like curved. Like a sickle? Shodel? Yeah. A scythe? She am become death with her <laughs> scythe toe. A big kukri toe. This is the title of my next Broadway hit. I am become death with She my... She am become death. Oh. <laughs> Wait, where did you think this was going? I thought it was going to be a knife 
like a normal knife that was specifically for toenail use for maintaining toes yeah um, like it was it was like a care kit nope <laughs> quite the opposite nope it is an uncared for scythe nail and only a twitch yeah just a twitch so it's long theoretically yeah if she's just hanging out on her porch and a mosquito lands on her toe it twitches chops down half the forest it's probably why just one sapling that's probably why they live so far away from everybody. It's true. It's just courtesy. You want to knock people's houses down. Courtesy is a key feature among witches. evil witches <laughs> and evil entities in general. What was her name? Hibachi? Hibasca Disha. Which okay. I'm probably like mangling the crap out of. Okay, got it. Don't speak this language. Uh, she happened to have four sons who were not ordinary either, but rather than being... Do they have monster toes? No, they, they take good care of their toenails, like normal toenail hygiene. Out of spite? Uh, they happen to be among the most <laughs> handsome men in the world. Well, yeah, I, I was expecting a, that. Is it a subtle, uh, subtle nudge to their mom to follow suit? Or it's just their rebellious years. Like, they just walk around going, Wow, look at how how many saplings I haven't cut down with my toenails today. <laughs> yeah, they're just all very passive-aggressive teenagers living in her house. Um, each of her sons... Or they're just way into manscaping. <laughs> they manscape it all. <laughs> I mean, they are handsome, so it comes with the territory. That's true. They As do. I know all too well. They it do. takes work face contouring with their beards. Uh, each of these men stood straight as a fir tree, possessed incredible strength. They could outrun deer. They were very successful hunters. They caught salmon where others failed to catch salmon. So, good, uh, good job, you guys. <laughs> That's like a hell of a party trick, isn't it? They specifically wait for somebody to like pull their fishing line out and say, dang, nothing. No salmon. And they just snap their hand in there. Just look again. Yank a fish out. They salmon. stare the other guy in the eye and they eat it raw in front of him. Chris Angel. Puff of smoke. As a result of these incredible abilities and their handsome manscaped toenail-less bodies, yeah. uh, every woman... Wanted to be a wife to at least one of these sons. They're willing to risk danger at their mother's feet. Yeah, they'll they'll dodge the toenail if they can get Salmon Boy. <laughs> uh, there were four women who admired them even more than other women. Somehow, their obsession with them was, I, I guess, extraordinary in and of itself. The whole village took a vote, and they're like. How about the ones that have fucking straw effigies of them in their closets? <laughs> I think they win. Uh, these these Tumblr fangirls <laughs> were the daughters of a medicine squaw from a distant village. And oh, they're all sisters? Yeah. Ain't this just a Brady bunch? Mash those families right together. Do they have an unmarried dad? Um, that wouldn't be at all creepy. Whose toe is in the shape of a battle axe? <laughs> <laughs> As a fingernail, bad eye fingernail. Yeah, you, sure. need, you need balance in a relationship. Yeah, be they, perfect. They need to fulfill the gaps, the voids <laughs> presented by the the other. They're the daughter of a medicine squad, but far as the story tells us, their daily activity from sunrise to sunset is longing to marry the suns. So they don't have jobs. I guess that yeah. I guess they don't do chores or anything. They, they just, just scroll their dashes night and day. Yep. They, post memes and occasionally squee yeah 
Like they do video clips of these guys catching salmon shirtless well, in these, the river. <laughs> these schmexy salmon boys. And they respond to each other saying, Did you just <laughs> and by repeating the last sentence in italics. And they rip other lesser fangirls to shreds when they dare post. And they all retire to their paid bouncy castle. <laughs> One night, they were chilling by the cooking fire, and they just kind of decided to send the oldest sister to go check out the brothers and see if they would maybe, like, want to get married or something. She pulled the short this straw. Is, this is very middle school. You go go ask them out for all of us. I don't want to talk to them. You go. Go see if they're going to marry us. She just tosses a salmon onto their porch <laughs> that has, like, yes, no carved into it. Do, do you like me? Y slash N. <laughs> And they just respond with ASL. <laughs> so the next morning, the oldest sister heads out to the shelter of Hoibaska Dusha, singing a song about being a beautiful maiden seeking the man of her dreams, mm-hmm. and that each step brings her closer to her brave. <clears throat> Try hard. <laughs> it's easy to see why they're on top of the teenage woman world in their, yeah, in their village. They know all the tricks. They've got their posters all over the bedroom. I am picturing them like a boy band. These the, four brothers. The brothers. Yeah. Where instead of yeah, singing songs, they just catch fish and brightly spiky, colored. Spiky frosted tips. Bright lights surrounding them as they pull wriggling fish bodies out of the river. Inexplicably wearing headsets. Their Despite hips like gyrating as they do this. Which <laughs> one is. Hunt. I guess we don't know about enough about these these four guys to to give them roles just yet. I think which I one's mean, the smart one. Yeah, which is the smart one, who's the shy one. I'm not certain. Who's the dangerous one. <laughs> I'm not certain that the boys are differentiated from each other in any way in this story. Oh, So we can just know that there is a, a dangerous one and a shy one and a, I guess the quintessential hot one. So they're always a, the hot one. There's the party one. Yeah. This is not, not my area of expertise. One of them's cool but rude. Is, it, is that not the dangerous one? It is the dangerous one. Okay. He uses Psy. I'm trying to think. He the uses what? Sorry. Sorry? Psy. Explain. Fork knives. Oh. Okay, gotcha. Okay. I thought you were maybe talking about the Korean pop singer. <laughs> he uses him for what? For ideas? Music video setups? This is emergency contact. <laughs> oh, man, we skipped right over that one. Uh, okay, so she's singing... Yeah, and the witch hears her singing all about this love stuff and heads out of the house to greet her and says, you're looking for my sons? And uh, the maiden says, oh yes, when can I meet them? Pretty, uh, very presumptuous. presumptuous. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the witch says, oh, they're out hunting high on the mountains and won't return for several days. 420 blaze it. <laughs> he got there a second before I did. <laughs> That sounds like an interesting way to go hunting, at the very least. It sounds like a boy band way to go hunting. Sure. Probably. probably. They're in a band. They're on some drugs. Uh, some vape life 24-7. <laughs> the witch offers to let her wait for them at, at her shelter. And uh, the story reminds us at this point that she's an evil witch, in case you start getting the misconception that this is like, a kind she's, invitation. She's, asked, she's acting a little too nice right now. Yeah. Uh, as soon as the girl gets into the hut, the witch stops being hospitable and forces the girl to clean and groom her hair and gather firewood. When the girl... She's cleaning her hair? Yeah. 
Wait. The witch's hair. The, the girl's cleaning the witch's hair. Yeah. It's not the part that needs attention, though. <laughs> Did she say anything about it? The toenail? Yeah. Like, I would assume she's being excessively polite about it and not looking down yeah, at all. Probably don't want to draw too much attention to it. Right. Like she's Lest still... she remember that she has the power to cleave her in two. That too. But also, you're trying to get with this, this right. witch lady's... Make a good impression. Right. Like, she could be the terrifying mother-in-law that you're going to have to deal with for the rest of your life, so might as well start off on the right foot and assume that this is some sort of domestic test to make sure you're worthy of her handsome fish boys. Makes sense. Uh, when the girl gets enough firewood to make it through the night, she's sent to fetch dinner, but it's after dark and she can only find a handful of berries. She hopes the witch might share these berries, but the witch eats all the berries and tells her... You have failed to provide me with enough food to satisfy my hunger, so I must eat your heart for my supper. Was she supposed to be providing food yeah, for she was, her? she was sent to go fetch dinner, and which wanted red meat, and all she got was berries. Oh, so she'll sure. make up the deficit. I do like that she ate the berries anyway. Yeah. Like, she was willing to give it a shot. Like, no, I'm still that, hungry. See if that filled her up or not. Still hungry. Heart time. Uh, so the, the witch cuts the heart out with her toenail, eats the heart in one bite, and stuffs the body in a cedar stump. R.I.P., I guess. <laughs> it slices. Good, good job. It slices, it dices. <laughs> yeah, it's a precision instrument. Yeah. To, like, cut out a human heart. Billy Mays <clears throat> would be all over it. Yeah, it cuts down trees, it cuts out hearts. That's what a uh, slap chop guy went to prison for, right? What? what? <laughs> Removing people's hearts with slap chops. What's a slap chop? Who's slap chop It's pretty self-explanatory. Is it? Uh, I mean, I have I have ideas, but... It's, one, it's just a thing that you dice with by slapping oh, it. Oh, okay. So we cut back home to her other sisters, who have all assumed that she's found her husband and completely forgotten about them, because who wouldn't? Yeah, yeah. That's the conclusion to leap to. She, she took the best beefo for herself and skipped town. <laughs> uh, so they decide to send the next oldest to win season two of Witch Sun Bachelor. <laughs> Be a good reality show. The second eldest wanders through the woods singing the exact same song that her oldest sister did. I assume that they wrote these songs together late at night. I assume that it's the song of the boy band. Oh. It's just their favorite song. Yeah. And they memorized it. Mm -hmm. So the witch hears her son's hit single coming mm -hmm. out of the mouth of yet another girl. She is so fucking tired of that song <laughs> at this point. He's listening to them rehearse it. <laughs> and then it was on the radio everywhere. It's got like three words in it. The just, chorus. Just a bunch over of, and over. Just a bunch of na-na-nas and do-do-do's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a sweet guitar riff. Less sweet the more you hear it. Yeah, and more obviously ripped off of other bands. It's very clearly just taken from a Rolling Stones song. <laughs> uh, so she asks her if she's seeking the sons, and the uh, second oldest says yes. And the witch changes her narrative this time and says, You must prove yourself worthy, um, and you have to pass a test in my shelter to for me to be certain that you can even meet them. She's raising the standards. Yeah, uh, she's apparently just got hair that attracts dirt because it's already gross again. Yeah, that's uh, that's task one, uh, once again. 
but the girl protests that she is hungry and has traveled a long way and would like to eat before she gets to work. The witch snaps back, I'm hungry too, and cuts out her heart with a toenail and eats it. So, no shot. Yep. No chance to prove herself. Didn't didn't have a great feeling about that one. <laughs> kind of failed that test, second oldest. You were coasting by as one of the middle children for too long. Comeuppance deserved. So a few days later, the other sisters figured that she's also found her husband and forgotten about them. So the third oldest sets out to try her luck. She once again meets the witch who tells her she must pass a test. And they go to the witch's shelter, where she demands a large log for the fire. The girl says she can handle firewood for the witch, but a log is too heavy for her. So the witch says, then I must have your heart for my supper. Because she's not very creative as far as punishments. And also very hungry. Yeah. She's consistent, though. It's been a few days since the last heart. Fair. She's not a snake. (laughs) She has to eat like two or three times a day. (laughs) Any other person? Uh, She cuts out the heart with one stroke of her toenail and adds this girl's body to the overstuffed cedar stump. That is so gross now. It's gotta be a big stump, too. Cedars aren't like redwoods. Maybe they're just small. They're petite. Just gotta be like... Or a combination of the two. It must just be like jelly in there, though, by now. (laughs) I mean... Is that what happens when your heart is removed? It's only been a few days between the sisters, so... Like, we're talking like a week or so. I think and a week a week of a corpse being outside, you don't think that's gonna be I don't think it's quite jelly yet. It's also pretty, not it's not in a Georgia summer. Getting pretty soft. What season is it? It's whatever, rainy? Whatever season. yeah. It's Washington. So oh, yeah. whatever season it is, it's, it's, it's cold it's and rainy. It's gonna dissolve so. in rainwater. It's gonna be soup. I don't think our bodies are designed to dissolve in water. We're not the wicked witch of the West. After you're dead they do. Of, like over a length of time they're like definitely getting manky but i don't think they're soup levels after a week <laughs> well i'm not sticking my head in there you should probably google the words what does a one week old corpse supposed to look like <laughs> help my one week old corpse doesn't look right <laughs> help mm-hmm. my corpse isn't soup yet <laughs> Was expecting to be able to drink through straw and dispose of evidence by now. Getting a little worried. Cops are hot on trail. Still very solid. Help. Okay, so we have a gassy corpse and a... We have three bloated corpses. Yeah, it's not juicy until 10 to 20 days. Okay, well, soon enough. Alright, so three sisters shoved into a cedar stump. Not juicy yet, but getting there. And the youngest girl starts to get lonely without her sisters. And so she asks... Wish I had a husband. Then could forget everybody I loved. I like the shy one. He seems the most approachable. (laughs) And like he'd really care for you if you could just get into his shell. I can fix him. (laughs) So she asks her mother, Why haven't my sisters returned? And her mother shrugs and offers to make a strong medicine to guide her daughter down the right trail. What? They went out? So her mother is the medicine woman. Right. Uh-huh. And brews the most potent potion that she can in a clamshell. The daughter drinks the potion and then falls asleep and dreams about how her sisters died and how she can subdue the witch and bring them back to life. So she just gets the rundown. Yeah. In her dream. Yeah, thanks to Clamshell. Caught up to speed. Clamshell, uh... Clamshell recap. She gets a previously on segment. <laughs> so after, uh, the informative Clamshell roofie, she goes to the hut singing a song about cutting the nail of 
Busca Disha, which you would think is not the way to start announcing your presence. No. You never want to, like, advertise your exact plan before enacting it. Probably. Especially in loud song form as you're traipsing through the woods. And what is she saying? She's just singing a song about cutting this witch's nail. Okay. Uh, She makes it to the hutch, and luckily, when she does, the witch happens to be asleep. For the first time ever. So good job, singer girl, for dodging that particular bullet. Uh, So she dances around the hut three times, singing a medicine song to keep the witch asleep. Then she goes into the hut and severs the toenail. Somehow. That part's not important. Hacksaw. She just has nail clippers. Like, it turns out it's not that thick. After the toenail severed, uh, the witch wakes up and cries, You have destroyed my ability to cast a curse by removing my toenail. You have ruined my evil powers. All of her power was situated in the toenail. It could cut a sapling with a twitch. That's... Was it by choice? This seems like a weird place to store all your magic. Uh-huh. Does not give us a breakdown of the rules of magic, although it does give us a little bit of information when the girl responds, now you can use magic only for good. So <laughs> it's just, the toenail is just concentrated evil. Says who? Through, says the clamshell roofie that her mom gave her. What, is, what do they know? Everything, apparently. Yeah. Well, the witch does complain that she can't curse anyone anymore. So her magic powers is part of her as a person, but... She but, happened to be possessed yeah. by a ghost in her toe. <laughs> it would only allow her to be evil. It was a serial killer. And the girl then asks, Now where are my sisters? And the witch tells her to wait, and she'll bring them back with her most powerful magic. She grabs the corpses out of the stump, and uses her magic for good to restore their hearts and bring the sisters back to life. This is the problem with fairy tales, is no one ever stays dead. Dead never means dead. There's no guarantee that the useless characters will stay out of the way. Every every few years they're just going to reboot the universe, and everyone comes back to life. Uh, the witch's sons return from 420. Their, their tour. <laughs> the 420 blazed hunting tour. Uh, and they're delighted to find out that their mother is no longer evil. Which, <laughs> great news! Now we can come in the house. She discovered hygiene. Uh, they swear to trim her toenail every day so that the evil spirit cannot control her magic. So yeah, it's a possessed toenail. It With just, a foot fetish. It just needs space. It's just super into feet. Uh, the sisters and the braves all get married. I guess they like divvy up. And, who likes who best. Yeah, and then they settled along the Skagit River and had many children. The end. Good for them. That sounds like a great family that I'm glad I know about. <laughs> Questions? Concerns? Concerned why a toenail is the logical place for a demon to set up shop. And only the one. Like, can't can't go anywhere else. Um, maybe it can't separate its form. Maybe it's like a lesser demon. Mm-hmm. So it's got a semi-corporeal form, and it can... It doesn't have its own powers. It can just control other people's powers. It gives suggestion. 
yeah. for what to do with said powers. And I just entered her foot like a hookworm and took residence in her toe. So it was like an accident? Yeah. <laughs> Intended to go elsewhere, but got That's stuck in a toe? Just found itself in a toenail and decided to make the best of it. It's just the easiest access place where she stubbed her toe on something. In hell. Yeah, like taking a spirit journey to demon lands mm. and she stubbed her toe and like this little nothing demon is like, yes, finally, I have my chance. So Mrs. Havisham was a witch, right? That's what the story is called. Mrs. Havisham? Yeah. This this witch lady with the toe. Wait, Boskodisha? Yeah, Havisham. Okay, yeah, we'll go with, with that. With the cake Hibis- and everything. Hibiscus lady. Sure, yeah. Um, why? Um. She seemed more, <laughs> her prowess seemed to be more martial than magical. Well, that's because she was being controlled by a toenail spirit. <laughs> who could only really affect the toenail. A and lesser so, toenail sprite. And so that's... So it's that been kicked her into people's hearts. Is, so, saying that this spirit could only physically control her toenail. Right. It had no effect on her her state of mind. It explains the twitching. Well, I mean, it did affect her state of mind, but it couldn't like, control... Other just made parts her grumpy. Her yeah, it made her mad. <laughs> made her feel like she had a poopy mm. diaper all the time. <laughs> well, but in her foot. <laughs> so it's like a confused anger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why is this happening and why is it happening here? <laughs> she also seems really upset to have lost her ability to curse people. So I, I, maybe she just. She got Bitch. this evil toenail by accident. Maybe she got into it. Yeah, she yeah, had grown accustomed. And it was kind of fun just being awful with no repercussions. But she didn't curse anyone, at least in this story. It's true, unless you count toenail to the heart as a curse. (laughs) It's not a blessing. It is not that. But the only real magic she did was resurrection. Right, which is not small magic. No. No, it is definitely magic. I'm, I'm just... Right. Curious about the the claim of witchery. I guess the it's there to explain the resurrection powers later. So so you don't see that like out of nowhere. Right. She's kind of a Baba Yaga type figure here too. Certainly. And so which could just be like an elderly lonely lady with weird tendencies and no nail clippers anywhere in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, the implication when the sons come back is of a very uncomfortable family dynamic. <laughs> well, it explains why they're always out hunting yeah, and fishing. They, I was going to say, they just want to get away from her. Like, they love their mom, but they know she's evil. At least recently. Right, and, but they're not going to like leave her or anything other than for these hunting trips. They're just, they're just going to live. She's like, she's like that racist grandma that you have to... You love her, and you have to put up with her, at least for holidays. But she just says some stuff. And it just makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, it doesn't affect your love. You know you're not going to be able to change her at all. She's set in her toenail-loving ways. And even if you could, you wouldn't want to try because she's killed before. (laughs) (laughs) And she's not above doing it again. That's true, yeah. Yeah, so she's extreme racist toenail grandma. To these, to these four sons. 
Did that? Did her toe get this way before or after they moved away from everyone? Maybe the sons moved her away. They're like, let's go. Let's retire. All these people annoy you, right? Let's. Meanwhile, her toe is just screaming, "No, no, murder! <laughs> Kill them all! Feed hearts to me!" Twitching all the while. Yeah, she wasted a lot of good meat. If she's gonna go cannibalism, I mean, just just go all the way. She's surprisingly wasteful. I don't think the heart is the best part of anything. Far from. For eating. Pretty muscly, I think. Yeah. That would be an acquired taste. And I mean, I guess that could keep her occupied for a while. Like, unless. You be chewing on that fur. <laughs> unless, as Gordy suggested, Ugh. she was just preparing soup for later. It's true. <laughs> she just didn't want the hearts in it. She just needed something to gnaw on for. It's like giving her a snack first. It's like giving her a hard candy. <laughs> Beef jerky. And just keep her keep her busy for a bit. <laughs> figuring while the crock pot goes, like yeah. working through that one. Yeah, most most grandmotherly types carry around things like Werther's Originals. She just has a purse full of hearts. Human hearts. Just chew on this for a while. Everything will feel okay. Pretty straightforward forward on the girls' parts. They're not smart about it, but no. but yeah. That was never the claim. I guess my only question is how these isolated, far from any village boys gain such renown around these I mean, villages. I mean, they, they have to go like somewhere to buy beauty products. <laughs> they don't just make their own? I mean, they don't have time. Or not all of it. Stuff. Of course they have time. They just catch salmon where people don't. Yeah, that takes time. They have to be where salmon aren't. <laughs> <laughs> have to wait for someone else to not catch salmon before they can do it. It's pretty limited power, really. Yeah, that would be a really bad trade-off. Like, you can impress slash embarrass all the people around you who've been trying to catch salmon, but you have to wait for them to suck at it before you're allowed to eat. You have to wait for them to actively give up. Otherwise, they won't believe you. They'll just think you got lucky. I don't have much for this one. Mm-mm. Seems yes. pretty straightforward. It is fairly straightforward. Not terribly confusing. There are there are concerning parts, <laughs> but not confusing there parts. Are, yeah, there are parts that upset me, but I understand why. <laughs> it does a much better job of explaining itself than all of Europe. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to say, perhaps it is by virtue of doing this show 64 times now, but you saying something like, she twitches her toe and cuts a woman's heart out, does not face me anymore. <laughs> I don't bat an eye at that. I just like, yeah, okay. And then mm-hmm. she eats it, right? Because of course she does. Yeah, it's just kind of, that's what you do. Yes, that's my only concern for you guys. Like, there are only so many thousand darn Thompson types. And there are a lot more repetitions between these stories than are recorded in Iron Thompson's sure. list. So I guess my greatest fear for this show is that you guys are going to be like, oh, okay. We get it now. First sentence, I, I got the whole story. It'll take a while before you can puzzle piece all of these together. Sure. Like, there is a family, and I'm going to go, yeah, and she has a demon toe, right? <laughs> I'm on to you. This is one of these. Well, this point you can predict. There was a father and a mother, and they had kids. And, and they like, had well, inconsequential children. Well, mom and dad don't matter. And probably the children don't either. Because yep, so. we're going to end up following some beggar lady somewhere. <laughs> as far as I know, this is just an allegory for restaurants in the state of Washington. What? Like, this is just what they do. Makes sense. This is this was written by the, the Upton Sinclair. Mm-hmm. 
of their time and place. What, trying to get better meatpacking standards on the human heart market? Exposing. Exposing the industry. (laughs) This is just an expose. All of our famous Washington soups are really just tree corpses. Mm -hmm. Big Soup is trying (laughs) to pull the wool (laughs) over your eyes with this boy band (laughs) to distract you from what's really going on up there. Promotional boy band. No, they're soup-related hits. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying, listeners, is that Sync is in the pocket of Big Soup. So where can they find us on the internet? Well, if you listen to this and, for whatever reason, want to do it more... If you're listening to this, you probably found it. <laughs> Just go to the same place and there's probably going to be more of oh, it. Oh, shit, you're right. Just stay here. <laughs> Camp out. Uh, Facebook. Twitter. It's on Facebook. Twitter under WT Folklore. Most of our things, you can find that way. Uh, iTunes, Patreon. YouTube. Thank you, sponsors. Yes, thank you very much to our Patreon sponsors. We appreciate you all, and we're doing our best to make you proud. Is it working? (laughs) Yup, I answered for you. Just one of the many services Tyler (laughs) provides. Yeah, you don't even have to lift a finger. I will tell me how proud you are anytime you want. If you want to express it, you should go to iTunes and rate and review the show, because that helps us a lot, and iTunes is apparently just, like, the keeper of... of the keys. Yeah, of all the keys for podcasts. And they don't know who we are yet, so tell them. Tell them what we do, who we are. Bring our stories to the iTunes. Or just share it, or tweet it, or play it in the car, or something. Forcibly... Play it at your friends. Choose a Dal Noir episode for that particular feat. They're pretty good. Speaking of, I have a vlog thing going now on our blog spot where I am digitally torturing an avatar, an effigy, if you will, of Madame Dal Noir in the game Dark Souls 3. And new episodes of that are going to go up weekly until I finish the damn thing. So check that out as well. One day I'll get past the dancer. Someday. But I think that's it for now. See y'all next week. Goodbye. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com, and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com slash wtfolklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales.